Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. My beloved in Jesus Christ, our Lord. I can't believe how quickly bright week has come and gone. But what a glorious bright week it was. Holy Thursday. I read a, or heard a short article from a nun, a young gal, and she was writing a reflection or telling of a reflection of her appreciation for priests. And one of the things she said, which was nice to be reminded, she says that when you were ordained, you were changed. And when you were ordained, everyone else changed as well. And that's true. So interconnected we are. But at the end, she says, I want to pray for you. And I pray that you discover the depths of who you are. That you may discover the depths of who you are. I don't know if I have the lung capacity to go that deep. But I like to try to dive and learn a little bit about myself. And about you. You too are called to, to learn of the depths of who you are. You know, we, we've heard Genesis, the creation story. right? We see the beautiful creation God had made. We just have to look around the Puget Sound, the Pacific Northwest, and the beautiful mountains we have, the snow-capped mountains, the lakes, the salt water, all the trees and the rivers and streams, all the animals in the sea, all the animals in the lakes and the streams and the birds in the airs. It's just stunning. A sunny day in here in Seattle is like, like no place on earth with Mount Rainier glistening in the sun, the Olympics shining, the Cascades. Oh, what beauty God had created. It's truly a beautiful tapestry, a painting. And when God was done creating that, He said it was good. But then, God created man and set him in the center of this painting, the center of this tapestry of creation. Then he said, it was very good. But we must come to understand who we really are. As one author wrote, O man, understand your worth. Understand your worth. Well, we can see on one level that we were, we were worth enough just to be created. To be created in this gorgeous scenery of life. With the sun and the moon and the stars ahead, overhead. And in that itself, there's worth. But there's so much more. And we've been reflecting on our worth all through this Paschal season. Our Lord's death and resurrection. 
Because while it was, we were created very good creation, us within creation, it wasn't yet perfect. The fullness of perfection would only come in that great marvel, in that theanthropic event of the God-man, the divine logos becoming enfleshed and dwelling among us. O man, discover your worth. He came to walk among us, to teach us. And that itself, it shows us we have some value, we have some worth that God would come to be with us. God would stoop down to us because we could not go up to Him. But even that's not yet complete. That doesn't even show our true worth. So we go on through Holy Week and we go on through all of the passion of our Lord's suffering and ascension into the cross. We see that He did it for us. That we laid all our sins upon Him and He forgave them on the cross. He forgave us our sins. Then as our tropars say, by His death, He destroyed death. By God dying in the flesh, death was destroyed. So that we would no longer be bound to an eternal death. That in itself shows our worth. But it doesn't end there. Perfection isn't yet complete. Because he rises from the dead and gives us new life. An ending life. A life where all mankind, regardless of who you are, are going to rise from the dead. That shows our worth. That begins to, to plumb the depths of who we are. But not in the fullest. Not yet. It's not complete. Because as our Lord ascends into heaven... And sends down the Holy Spirit, completing this whole Paschal mystery. He leaves something behind for you and I. Because if it just ended there, that was great. It showed us a lot. We have eternal life. But where's my part in it? Where's my part in it? And our part lies in our baptism. Because it is that sign of that future glory. In our baptism, we die a real death to the old self. And we rise in new life with Christ. And then here it is, as St. Paul says. When we have been baptized into Christ, we have been clothed in Him. Now no longer am I external to God. I am in communion with Him. No longer am I just a man, but I'm called to be sons of God. I'm called to be God by grace. And so my life, the quality of my life after death, by virtue of my baptism, and striving to live that baptismal life, will be one of joy and love in the kingdom of heaven 
with the incarnate word in God himself. The value of your worth is directly connected to the incarnate word of God who died and rose and ascended into heaven. The value of our worth is the fact that God became man. And now it is up to us to become God through His grace by living the life He has called us to, by living our life according to our baptismal promises. O man, know your worth. We are worth more than all the sparrows in the sky, all the fishes in the sea, and despite the beauty of the landscape, we are far superior above all that. But what makes us heads and shoulders above that is our baptism into Christ and our new life that comes through Him. This is a season of joy. A season of rejoicing. A season of taking the time to come to understand who you are and your place in this life in Christ. What a waste it would be to just let it all go by the wayside. Not putting any effort into the gift that God has given us. By striving to live the life that He called us to so that we could live according to the value of our worth. Because if we don't have Christ, then our value of our worth is only dependent upon who I think I am, or who I allow other people to dictate who I am. Which always leads to the lowest common denominator. We are baptized into Christ. We are clothed into Christ. We are Christ's. Thomas showed that he was trying to come to an understanding of faith. He didn't say the first night, well, I won't believe it until I interrogate him. He says, I want to first probe the prince. The mark's in his hands, the mark in his side. I want to make sure it's the crucified Lord that is rose. Not just anybody, the crucified one. And when he was aware it was the crucified one, eight days later, then he would come to believe. His understanding helped foster his faith, and his faith helped grew his understanding. He too wanted a relationship with his God, but not with any God, the crucified and risen. And he would go out and give his life for our God, giving witness to us all, showing the value of worth that they have, that is theirs by their participation in the life of Christ. The greatest gift to humanity is the incarnate word. The greatest gift to our worth is our baptism in 
to that incarnate Word of God. Christ is risen from the dead, and by death He trampled death, and those are the tombs He granted life. And we're called to go out and share that news. Billy Graham once said, I don't understand everything in the Bible, but I'm not called to. I'm called to faith in the Lord who died on the cross for me. You and I are called to faith. A faith that surpasses understanding. A faith that would be willing to walk through fire. A faith that would be willing to take the cross. A faith that would be willing to take a sword. Because we know we belong to something higher. To someone higher. This is our faith. And as we live out our baptism, we live out our hope. We live out what we believe and where we are going to. Thomas saw and believed. And all these things were written down, we heard at the end of our gospel, so that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that in believing we might have eternal life in Him. O oh man, know your worth, for it lies in the eternal life with the risen Lord. Christos vos crece.